Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. White Sox Weekly, the official weekly talk show covering all things White Sox baseball. Get the fireworks ready. White Sox Weekly on WLS AM 890. So welcome in to White Sox Weekly and a happy July 4th weekend to everyone. Boy, that calendar couldn't set up better for a celebration like this, right? Essentially, well, hopefully for a lot of you, a five-day weekend that's filled with White Sox baseball. It is July. We are through the first three months of the season. I don't know. In, in some ways, to me, it feels like it's gone real quick. In some ways, it feels like we're just 20 games in. Uh, either way, we've got the Rangers facing the White Sox this afternoon here at Guaranteed Rate Field, and there could not be a better afternoon for baseball. It's hot. It is a nice summer day, and we're looking forward to getting things on this afternoon. I'm Connor McKnight, and you've got White Sox Weekly here on WLS AM 890. Lots to get to in what will be a first of a two-part White Sox Weekly weekend. We'll do an hour and a half tomorrow from 11 to 12.30, leading up to the pregame show for the finale of the White Sox and Rangers three-game series before they head out on the road. Uh, only seven games before the All-Star break, and a lot of conversation, I think, tomorrow um, about the All-Star game, about the what is essentially you know the first half of the season or so for the White Sox and for all of Major League Baseball. Um, and we've got some news this afternoon from the White Sox, too. Uh, let's tell you first the setup for today's show. You can give us a call, 312. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to do some live producing. I believe it's the 312-981-591. 312-591-8900 for this edition of White Sox Weekly. 312 312- Five nine one eighty nine hundred. We have like a few phone numbers, and they like to change it on me as as quickly as they can, so that I, well, I just have to keep up. Three one two five nine one eighty nine hundred. You can always drop us a line on Twitter. C one McKnight is the Twitter handle, and that's how you can join the show and leave stuff in the mailbag, all that good stuff. We're gonna keep the minor league report, the mailbag, and a few of our other regular segments um, for the second edition of White Sox Weekly. That'll be tomorrow. We only have a short time today. But with the White Sox walking off the Rangers last night in a ball game that, you know, really the White Sox weren't close in, in a couple of years. There's a kind of a slow chipping away of the Rangers and then a sudden onslaught against Matt Bush, who incidentally 
has been removed from the full-time closers role by the Rangers just this afternoon. They're going to go with uh, essentially a you know, closer-by-committee kind of idea. A few guys in the mix there, although they're not removing Matt Bush completely from the ninth inning. Give him some rest and let things get back together for him. Keone Keela is one of the guys who you may see close or try to close if the Rangers have a lead on the White Sox late here today or tomorrow. Um, but the White Sox stormed back with three in the ninth to win it last night. And a big part of that comeback was Adam Engel reaching with a leadoff single. He would come around to score. Melky Cabrera, of course, a veteran. And the guy with the most uh, walk-off hits since, I believe it's 2012 in the big leagues, added another one to his resume last night. Uh, we'll talk to Adam about the anatomy of a walk-off from, uh, from the angle of you know, not getting the winning and not being the guy, but being the guy that's got to go celebrate. The guy. It's a cool interview. Sat down with Adam a little earlier this morning, and we'll bring it to you in the um, in our second segment here this afternoon. Avi Garcia spoke to some reporters earlier this morning as well, feeling a lot better. Ice and stim and ice and stim, kind of prescription to fix his left knee so far. He feels so good that he's he's thinking he might be back tomorrow afternoon against the Rangers. If he's not back tomorrow, he said definitely on Monday against the Oakland A's. That'll be Carlos Rodon's second start. So Avi Garcia real close to rejoining the White Sox lineup. Instead, Willie Garcia is in right field tonight. Willie's had a couple of big hits. Uh, He featured one in the ninth against Matt Bush last night and had himself a two-RBI double in the last game against the Yankees, that's when the White Sox came back to win 4-3, or held on to win 4-3, I should say. Uh, Willie Garcia is in right tonight, uh, this afternoon. Tim Anderson and Matt Davidson are back in the lineup after two days off for the both of them. Uh, strikeouts have been kind of creeping up on Davidson and Anderson, um, both defensively and offensively. I think probably just needed a little bit of rest to figure out where things were at. He has had that rest and is now back in the lineup. He'll lead off for the White Sox today. Melky Cabrera bats two, as he normally does. Jose Abreu at first, Todd Frazier at third, batting third and fourth, respectively. Those two went back-to-back last night in the first inning against Austin Bibbins-Dirks, the sixth time the White Sox have gone back-to-back, first since the 20th of June. Both of those solo shots, what with uh, two out in the inning, where we leave all, you leave you off in the lineup. Ah, yeah, Matt Davidson returns, bats five. Yolmer Sanchez at second base, bats six. Adam Engel, who's kind of slowly creeping up the lineup. It'll be really interesting to see when Engel hits full stride offensively and gets things together. He's only had about 50, 60 at-bats or so at the big league level in what's now amounted to two cups of coffee. Uh, he was sent down and then brought back up. Uh, Omar Narvaez bats eight and will do the catching. Willie Garcia bats nine and is in right field as we mentioned earlier. So we do get to see uh, the returns of Tim Anderson and Matt Davidson today in the White Sox lineup. Want to let you know, too, that uh, we're calling all Illini alum. You can join us on Friday, July 14th, as the White Sox take on the Mariners at 710. Purchase this specially priced ticket package for the opportunity to watch batting practice before the gates open and to receive a White Sox Illini hat. To purchase this specially priced ticket package, visit whitesox.com slash Alina. I have seen the hat. A little bit different from last year's, but still a very cool-looking hat. If you're an Illini grad, you definitely want to get out to the ballpark and get yourself the White Sox Illini combo hat. So let you know where we're at as far as uh, the lineups today and some news today. Derek Holland pitching for the White Sox, starting against his old mates, 
You'll hear some of Holland in the pregame show this afternoon. We'll get things started about 12.35 there. Holland was uh, swarmed by Rangers reporters yesterday in the clubhouse. And, you know, a, a lot of good feelings, a lot of old feelings. Holland had been there a long time and is obviously a, a pretty personable, funny guy, likes to talk. We'll, we'll have a good chat, a good baseball chat with guys there. And, and I think with Holland facing his former teammates, one of the things that stood out to me most is that when he steps in against uh, Elvis Andrews, when he steps in against uh, Delino DeShields, who was one of his better friends on the team, and as he pitches against Cole Hamels, a guy who he said he picked the brain of quite a bit in just you know their short time together with the Rangers, only about a year and a half or so, but uh, his conversations about pitching with Cole Hamels have been uh, pretty in-depth, I gather. It'll be tough for him to keep the straight face, is what he said. Holland's a joker, always has been, a guy with a lot of personality, and I think it'll be I think it'll be really fun to watch a guy who's who's pitched pretty well for the White Sox in his first year here. Um, in, in a season, he's wanted to prove, first and foremost, that he's healthy and effective to White Sox fans. You know, I, I think back to an interview that I did with uh, that we did with Holland on this show, White Sox Weekly, right after he'd signed the one-year deal with the White Sox. And, and one of the things, one of the first things he mentioned, and mentioned it a number of times, was just his desire to to prove to Sox fans, to prove to a, a fan base that's going to come out to watch him and cheer for him that he's healthy and, and competitive. That's the kind of guy he is, uh, aside from, you know, the jovial kind of uh, mercurial guy. He's, uh, he's a serious and competitive pitcher. I think we've seen that so far this season. And while, uh, they, you know, there's been a start or two where he's been hit around a little bit, I think it's been fun to watch him pitch and one of the things I think you'll hear, too, in the pregame show is about how Holland, now working with Don Cooper for the first time in their careers, has changed some. You know, working some more off-speed stuff into right-handers and really focusing on that as a mode of attack. I think we'll see that today against a, uh, a heavily right-handed lineup for the Texas Rangers. Delino DeShields and Elvis Andrews, one and two, both right-handed. Adrian Beltre, a future Hall of Famer, right-handed. Carlos Gomez, right-handed. Mike Napoli, right-handed. Jonathan Lucroy and Robinson Chirinos, all right-handed as well. So, you know, we'll see those kind of matchups and that kind of game plan, I would imagine, against these Rangers today. It is a hot one at the ballpark. It was warm and muggy last night, and the ball has really been jumping. Uh, in fact, in case you missed it, there's uh, we did a stat yesterday in the pregame show. The month of June this year, which we just ended, had the most home runs ever hit by all of Major League Baseball in a single month. It topped May of 2000 when 1,069 1, home runs were hit in that month. Passed it with a, uh, I think it was Justin Smoke, who had a three-run shot for the Blue Jays. That was the 1,070th and the White Sox tacked on a handful last night. Rangers hit a couple with Joey Gallo and Rugnet Odor going deep, too. So the ball has been jumping all season long, and now it's starting to get real warm here in July. Uh, so we'll see what the offense looks like all across the league uh, over the next couple of weeks. Sox fans, you can join us as the White Sox take on the Seattle Mariners Saturday, July 15th, 6.10 p.m. First 20,000 fans will receive a White Sox cap presented by the private bank. Purchase your tickets today by visiting WhiteSox.com or calling 866-SOX-GAME. We'll step to a break here on White Sox Weekly. When we come back, I had a conversation with Adam Engel. Wanted to go over the anatomy of a walk-off here at the major league level. That's next. You've got WLSAM 890.
This one is swinging a line drive. That's a fair ball down the right field line. That's going to get it to high and run in. Running around third, coming in. The throw relay home. He dives to the plate. Safe at home plate. Sox win. Sox win. On a double by Malky Cabrera. Inside the chalk down the right field line. They come all the way back and win it. A thrilling finish for the White Sox last night. They walk off the Rangers. Ed Farmer with a dramatic call here on WLS AM 890. Fun stuff there, and Adam Engel played a big part in it. In fact, what struck me most about last night's comeback against the Rangers was that Adam Engel, a rookie, singled to lead things off. Willie Garcia, a rookie, singled to keep things going. Alan Hansen, who I believe still technically has rookie eligibility, and if he doesn't, he's just surpassed it. Now, he's still a rookie. Alan Hansen, a rookie, singled as well, and then the uh, the multi-year veteran Melky Cabrera finished things off. So I, I thought it was kind of a cool dynamic there. I had a chance to sit down with Adam Engel, White Sox center fielder, earlier this morning, and I, I had a couple of questions about the anatomy of a walk-off. So, sitting down with White Sox center fielder Adam Engel. Adam had the hit in the ninth last night, and then Melky Cabrera comes up with the big double to win it for you guys. i got to ask you, and I'm sure you've been part of these before in the minor leagues throughout. How do you celebrate a walk-off from the dugout like this? Where, where's your head at? You know, now that you've come back in, you've scored the one run so far, what kind of mechanics, what kind of fundamentals are you looking to get done? Um, honestly, it, it kind of happens so fast. You don't even really think about it too much. Okay. Uh, especially in a, a game where you're down... When you're down, you're just kind of looking to tie it up at home, especially. And then, um, man, it always uh, like kind of sneaks up on me. And I always try and I, my first instinct is run to the guy who scores. Sure. Which is the opposite of what you're supposed to do. You gotta go get the guy who hit there. Right. The guy who got the hit is the guy you're supposed to go celebrate with. So um, last night, I actually think it worked out to um, our advantage because I started out. I was at the end of the dugout. I started out getting ready to go to home plate sure but then i realized i was like no 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 you know it hit me i gotta go to melky and melky was actually trying to sneak past us into the dugout so he didn't get his shirt torn and um so i was kind of late to the party but nobody like saw where melky was he was rounding second so hard that he was trying to sneak into the dugout and i was actually just then coming out of the dugout and i got to like you know kind of box him back into the field so everybody could celebrate. You played goalie then. You yeah. were able to yeah. shepherd him back <laughs> onto the field. Exactly. Yeah, I was wondering, you know, Melky was really rounding it hard, and he <laughs> doesn't have to. I mean, he could have made that a single, and you guys right. still win. So he's rounding second, you're telling me, so that he doesn't get the crap beat out of him for winning the game. I think he was, after he rounded second and realized what happened, he was trying to beeline straight for the dugout. He said he didn't have an undershirt on, and for whatever reason, guys like to like take right, try and take the jersey off the guy who just uh, walked it off. So he didn't have an undershirt on. So he was like, "You can't." He's like, "No, no, no." <laughs> See, we talk about veteran leadership on a ball club all the time. I mean, that's a veteran lesson you just yeah. learned. You know, right. you hit one, get try into the dugout as fast as you can. <laughs> right, right. So, well, how, how does one decide whether to go up over the rail or not? Are you an over the rail guy on a walk off at any point? Um, yeah. If you're not near an exit, then over the rail is definitely appropriate. Okay. Um, frowned upon by the staff. Yes. But there have been injuries before going up over the rail. Right. Yeah. So you gotta when you go over, you just make sure your cleats don't get caught in anything, and then you should be good. So with the the hit to lead things off in the ninth, what were you looking for from Matt Bush? I mean, he comes in with a reputation of throwing, you know, 105, that kind of thing. Are you just looking yeah. to get one good? Yeah, just looking for a fastball. 
Um, when a guy throws that hard, it's hard to sit on anything else. <laughs> so just looking for a fastball over the plate and um, make sure that it's a strike. And um, he threw me a fastball, the inner part of the plate, and um, I was, he got me beat on it a little bit, but I got enough of it to get it through the infield. So, so best walk-off you've ever been a part of? Do we go back through some of the minors? Is there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there a high school walk-off that was awesome for you guys? Um, I don't think so. I don't think I had too many in high school. Um, college, I think we had a couple... One that's like sticking out to me was actually last year in Charlotte. Okay. Um, Jerry Sands is hitting, and he had caught fire. We all kind of had a feeling he was going to walk it off, and it was really late. And there was a fan that was like, it's just saying some pretty obscene stuff to him, like Isn't it right behind. Yeah, I mean, you can always hear him too. Yeah. Like you go down to Charlotte or you know in the minor leagues, like here not so much because right. it's bigger, but you can hear every word. Yeah, so we're like. You know, think he's gonna walk it off. We can't. We know that he's getting heckled, but we can't hear what the guy's saying because he's so close to, um, like, behind the screen. And so the guy says his piece. Jerry hits a, a, a walk off, and instead of like coming to celebrate with the team, he runs over <laughs> to that guy and like is like makes him like starts John at him. Yeah, I mean he didn't say anything bad, obviously, no, no, no. but like he definitely wanted to make sure that guy knew like, hey, I just won the game for my team. You know, that guy, that fan's never had a better night at the ballpark. He got everything he wanted. Well, then the fan ran away, like he ran down, ran down the uh, um, concourse because the security was like chasing him because uh, the stuff that he was saying I guess was pretty bad. A little incendiary. Yeah, yeah, so. Do you think this guy was just like a Jerry Sands hater or was he just a big supporter of the Columbus crew or something? I honestly think it was late and he probably ah, had too, too many sure. to drink is my guess. He had but. enjoyed himself at the ballpark. Right. Fair enough. Adam, appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thanks for sitting down. Congrats. You guys have been putting together a couple of late wins here. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yep. Appreciate it. Yep, no That's Center fielder <laughs> Adam Engel. Funny story there with uh, Jerry Sands and a walk-off. That's like a scene from Bull Durham or something is kind of what that felt like. Fans getting into it. Maybe like three guys left in the ballpark late at night in Charlotte. Just kind of a funny story there. Adam has been playing well. He is in the lineup for the White Sox this afternoon against the Rangers. Center field and in seventh in the lineup. That does it for us on this portion of White Sox Weekly. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 11. Lots to do there. You'll hear from the general manager, Rick Hahn. You'll hear from Derek Holland, I would imagine. A few more things, too, as Avi Garcia may be back in the lineup tomorrow. We shall see. Coming up, we got your pregame show. Get you set for the White Sox and Rangers this afternoon. Thanks for listening to White Sox Weekly. Big ups to Tyler Bravo and Dave Zaslowski for helping out with the broadcast today. Stay tuned. Right after the news, we'll get things going for the White Sox and Rangers. I'm Connor McKnight. This is WLS AM 890. You've been listening to White Sox Weekly, the official weekly talk show covering all things White Sox baseball. Listen every week for White Sox Weekly on WLS AM 890, the proud home for White Sox baseball. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. 
Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.